are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you today? I'm terrific. How about yourself? I'm doing well. You're one day closer to heading home. Training camp is nearly done. We've got yeah. two more two more uh, preseason games, and I'm still kind of adjusting to the fact that we only have three preseason games instead of four for each team. I assume, and and you would have a better feel for this being there around uh, around Steelers camp. I assume teams are going to treat week two as as the, the, an important the game, the, run, yeah. the the dress rehearsal, if, yeah. if you will, and and then we won't really see much of anybody in week three. Is is that probably fair to assume? I think so because I still think this is new to the league, and every team might tr- handle it a little differently. Because the one thing you didn't mention is after the third preseason game, there's a much longer dead period until week one than usual. So I know how the Steelers are going to handle it, and I think this is how most will. Like, Trubisky's going to start week, week two with the starters. That's going to be their version of a dress rehearsal. But he's only going to play, you know, a quarter or so, maybe a little longer as the starter. And then week three, Pickett's probably going to play the whole game and just develop them. You know, so I assume that most people will look at week two as the dress rehearsal, but I still think the league's figuring that out a little bit. Well, we are going to talk about Kenny Pickett and several other rookies today as we start our, uh, I guess, our short series. It'll be a two-day series of a rookie rankings review. Uh, We might have to continue to do this throughout the next couple weeks of the preseason because it just felt like there were so many impactful performances from rookies in that first week of preseason action. We'll talk about some of those today. Kate and Marcus will hit the wide receivers and tight ends tomorrow, but we'll start with the quarterback position. Matt, here's what I want to do. I'm going to look at DLF rankings. Uh, This is just current rookie rankings from Dynasty League Football and really want to hear your opinion on if you think those, uh, those rankings should be adjusted based on what we've seen through training camp and through that first preseason game. Let's start with the quarterbacks at the quarterback. One spot is of course, Kenny Pickett. I think for most people, he's the QB one, obviously the only first round quarterback this year um, and and was, was nearly the only player, the only quarterback drafted in the first three rounds. Pickett, like I said, for most people, is the uh, the top quarterback, but there's still enough question about situation, about mm-hmm. talent, that I've seen some people uh, prefer Malik Willis or even Desmond Ritter. We'll get to those guys soon. Pickett played well in relief. Of course, uh, George Pickens has been a hot topic on this show and, and really every other podcast uh, over the past few days. But the Pickett, Pickens connection was a real thing. Yeah, it makes my radio life hard that they picked, <laughs> picked Pickens and Pickens and, you know, and you get them screwed up all the time. Pickett to Pickens, but we doesn't throw a pick, you know. Um, 
Here, here's the deal on Pickens. Or, <laughs> I just did it. Pickett it is struggled early. You know, looked a little bit in over his head. Um, the staff was still very high on him mentally. You know, his ability to learn, work ethic, just the speed of the game was hard for him. It's, it's you would expect rookies in their first training camp. Uh, over the last ten days or so, I'd say he gets better every practice I watch. And did his best work in the game. And he's going to play a lot the rest of the, the two remaining preseason games. Um, they like him. I mean, they like him a lot. I think he's going to be an NFL starting quarterback. So that in itself gives him a fair amount of dynasty value, especially in two quarterbacks, super flex, all that. They just like Trubisky better. And I think that I know the plan is not to play Pickett at all this year. I mean, a lot of people look at it like, well, after the bye, Pickett will take over or... I mean, I don't think the Steelers are going to be bad enough that it's disaster time. I think he's going to sit like Mahomes pretty much his whole rookie year. Yeah, I think that makes sense as a game plan going in. And and if your team is assuming that uh, you can contend for a playoff spot, uh, that would be fine. Trubisky hasn't, at least from what we've seen, you've obviously seen it a, a lot more and a lot closer, but Trubisky hasn't exactly set the world on fire either through training camp and, and one preseason game. He's getting better and better, though, and they like him. You know, I mean, they all, both okay. the quarterbacks are getting better and better. So, And both of them can move a little bit, too. You'll get some rushing yards out of both those guys. The quarterback, two over at DLF is Malik Willis. Of course, for most, he was the quarterback one entering the draft. Uh, the The... The assumption was that he would be a first-rounder, and, of course, that didn't happen. But he lands in a pretty nice situation, we yeah. think. He is the uh, likely to be the Tennessee backup, of course. Um, Ryan Tannehill, presumably the starter there. It's been a weird situation with these Tennessee Titans uh, rookies, of course. Um, uh, yeah, Traylon Burks is, is just really had probably the roughest offseason of any rookie, but uh, Malik Willis hasn't been far from that. The The way this coaching staff is handling their rookies is interesting. You know, Malik Willis gets in a game. He he runs the ball. They pull him out because they want him to throw, I, I think was the the story that I read. I don't know. Just just weird. What, what are we doing with Malik Willis? See, I, wouldn't, I think the Titans are <clears> – <throat> In trouble this year. Like, I, yeah. I am not counting on Tannehill, a much worse O-line than often given credit for, Henry at this stage of his career, Woods coming off an injury, all the Burke stuff, Austin Hooper. You know, like, where's the savior here? Uh, I, I just don't see it with this offense. So, in a way, I think that could benefit Willis. And we saw him make plays in week one of the preseason. We know the athletic talent. I still think he's a year away from being a year away, but I also think mm. his rookie year could kind of look like Lamar's where starts out putting a package out there just because the offense needs any crutch or shortcut they can get. And if he starts seeing the field with some regularity, you know he's going to get a buzz and his stock's going to go up. Yeah, I think a lot of people are presuming we won't see much Malik Willis with Ryan Tannehill there, but again, if, if they... Uh... If they struggle early, uh, feels like the team is is going nowhere. Maybe we see a change there. So through through these first two spots, Pickett at one, Willis at two. Have you seen anything that would make you adjust those rankings? 
No. I mean, because I'm not certain that Willis is a long-term starter in this league. I'm pretty sure Pickett is. But, I mean, Willis has the cheat code. I mean, he could be Jalen Hurts a year from now. One rookie quarterback who did impress in his uh, first action was Desmond Ritter for the Falcons. A couple passing touchdowns, uh, of course, playing behind the the presumed starter Marcus Mariota. Uh, but but while uh, while Tannehill and, and maybe even Trubisky are are on pretty solid footing, I don't think Marcus Mariota should feel so safe. No. I mean, I think Ritter plays this year, whether Mariota stays healthy or not, just to see what they have in him. And what I keep saying about him is I think his whole goal is just to convince Atlanta in kind of a Davis Mills-like fashion that, hey, I'm good enough for you to take Will Allen instead of C.J. Stroud. You know what I mean? Give me one more year. Stay above, you know, keep your head above water and have them go draft something else other than a quarterback next year. I think he's capable, you know, so I, I want Ritter stock. Yeah, I think I do too, and um, we don't want to put too much into preseason stats, but also noteworthy that Ritter also led the team in rushing uh, mm-hmm. six carries for nearly 60 yards. So Ritter's the three. Have you seen enough, thinking about the situations and what, what – you've seen on the field through just one game. Could Ritter be the quarterback too? Would you be willing to make that move ahead of Malik Willis? Not yet. Okay. I think that's where I am as well, but I don't think I'm far off. Honestly, I don't look at really any of these quarterbacks. And I, for now I would probably include Pickett in that as safe long-term starters. Um, Mm -hmm. Certainly they could develop into that, but, but right now, uh, I'm I'm not viewing it that way, so <clears throat> that causes me to think about the players more in a short-term window. Could Ritter give us more this year? Certainly, he could. If you're, in fact, if you're doing redraft rankings for rookies only, Ritter might be the quarterback one uh, from that standpoint. Yeah, maybe. And I, I do like the I do like the rushing upside that he offers. Yeah, and. There's a chance he's throwing to London and Pitts for the next you know bunch of years, and I'm sure they'll add some more things. And who knows, Ridley maybe end up back on the team. I, that seems extreme, but um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I kind of think Rid, Ritter's a nice guy to have on your roster right now. Yeah, we've got Ritter to Ridley and, yeah, and Pickett, Pickett to Pickens. Right, Perfect, right, just what we go. needed. <laughs> uh, the last two quarterbacks on our list uh, faced each other, or at least their teams did. This weekend, Carolina, Matt Corral is the quarterback four versus Washington. Sam Howell is the quarterback three. Both of these guys right now look like they are the third options on their team. I guess we'll see what happens with uh, with Sam Darnold, but uh, Carolina with Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold ahead of Corral. Uh, Corral just completed only one pass out of nine attempts. And uh, uh, Sam Howell was much better, way better, uh, throwing for, uh, 145 yards, led the team in, uh, in passing yards, uh, with Wentz and Wentz and Heineke both playing ahead of him, but how, uh, playing very respectably. Uh, I mean, I, I've seen enough to, to push Hal or to, to flip flop those two and make Hal okay. the quarterback for, what about you? 
I think he has a better chance of the two to play this year. You know, I could see week 15, 16, 17 belonging to Howe or Wentz injury, and we know that he has a history with that. The thing about Corral, though, I didn't love him coming out of school, but um, he did look bad. But there's a pretty easy path to his stock going up, though. I mean, probably not during the season this year, but in 2023, do we think Sam Darnold's going to be a Panther? I don't. I give Baker Mayfield maybe a 50% chance of returning. That doesn't mean they won't add somebody else, but they might. Corral might be in the mix next year. Yeah, yeah, that's very fair. Definitely both of these guys still worth roster spots. Um, in Superflex mm-hmm. uh, Dynasty Leagues, I'm not sure if they're worth roster spots in your in your typical one-quarterback Dynasty League. Probably right Probably on not. that border. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think Hal has a better chance to play this year. Uh, but, but both of these guys potentially are, are buried in the short term. Mm-hmm. Matt, after the break, we'll move over to the running back position and see if the rankings have changed any there through one week of preseason action. Folks, as of course you know, it is almost the start of the NFL season. And I'm sure you know as well, I adore this time of year. Much going on. And if you're into sports betting or fantasy, as I am with both, Um, You need a a competitive edge, you know, any edge you can get to win. And that's why I highly recommend Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for NFL, NBA, MLB. Um, The Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, or phenomenal, Elias Sports Bureau. It's the official statisticians of U.S. pro sports leagues, including the NFL. Pretty good. Um, their app lets you, the app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and Elias insights from the Elias Sports Bureau's research team. Uh, this app really is your one-stop sh- shop for player news, league-validated player stats and team records, expert game analysis for betting, building your fantasy team, even just impressing your friends at the bar. Uh, perfect for the preseason. You get player previews to help you draft a winning fantasy team and team previews so you know what to expect as the regular season kicks off. Um, I've, I've just started fiddling with the, the Elias Game Plan app, and it's very, very impressive. I've always been a huge fan of the Elias you know, group in general. They do tremendous work. So here's, here's what you do. You know, download the Elias Game Plan app today. Uh, with new features available all the time, takes your game to the next level. NFL season's just right around the corner, so don't wait. Do it right now. Find a late Elias game plan in the App Store or Play Store today. Thanks so much. Thanks again for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. However you play, get the latest NFL draft tips from Locked On Fantasy Football and Locked On Dynasty. Plus, starting August 22nd, we're bringing you daily top 10 lists for Fantasy Draft Week. Locked on Fantasy Football and Locked on Dynasty. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. We are talking rookie rankings and how they have been impacted by the first week of 
preseason action. Our quarterback rankings did not change uh, very much at all. Pickett at one, Willis and Ritter two and three, though uh, Ritter is, is certainly gaining on Malik Willis. And we did flip-flop Sam Howell, moving him up to quarterback four, dropping Matt Corral to five. Those quarterbacks are not much fun to talk about anyway, Matt. <laughs> Let's move over to the running back position. Brees Hall, running back one. I, I don't think there's any any conversation really to have here, but no. he's currently listed third on the depth chart for whatever that's worth. He, you know, five carries for 15 yards, wasn't – uh, wasn't really involved in the uh, pass game at all. We're not worried at all here, right? I'm not even a little bit. I think they're very happy with them. They're not going to overuse them. They understand that he has workhorse capabilities, so let's not use up some of his touches now. And I don't even care about the Wilson, Flacco, whatever situation there either. I mean, Hall to me is clearly the first pick in rookie draft. Kenneth Walker, I think, is just as locked in as uh, in that RB2 spot as Hall is at RB1. Uh, unfortunately, uh, looks like Rashad Penny already dealing with, uh, with some injuries. We'll see if he gets back on the field soon. But Walker is, Walker is going to have a really good chance of being the guy in Seattle from day one. Yeah, uh, my thoughts haven't changed on him either. I just hate that Seattle probably won't score many points, and if last year's any indicator, not going to run many plays. Yeah, very, very true there. Um, so certainly after this is where it gets interesting. Looking at DLF rankings, which again is our baseline for this conversation, we'll look at these top ten running backs from DLF currently and see if we think they should be uh, adjusted at all. The RB3 right now is James Cook. He is reportedly challenging uh, or battling Zach Moss for the backup job in Buffalo. Uh, both of those guys looked fine this weekend, yeah, I would say. Lot, right? um, yeah. I mean, we, we kind of know the story, it feels like, with Zach Moss. I mean, he, he basically lost that backup job last year. He was a healthy scratch in multiple games. So... I'm not really buying this. I think this is James Cook, James Cook's job to lose, and I still like him here at the RB3 spot. What about you? Yeah, I think he's firmly number three. If there's any dip in his stock, I would be buying in a big way. I think the Bills adored him coming out of Georgia, still do. My worry with Cook, and this just hasn't changed, I don't know how many touchdowns he's going to score. I don't know that he'll ever be a big touchdown producer. And, and of course, this has been a, a, a big story of the offseason – uh, that the the Bills don't typically throw to their running backs. Uh, they yeah. did try to sign J.D. McKissick. Uh, we mentioned that yesterday as during the Antonio Gibson discussion. Uh, so they try to sign J.D. McKissick. They strike out on him, and then they come back and draft one of the best pass-catching running backs in the rookie class in James Cook. So clearly they're they're telling us that they plan on changing what that offense looks like at, at least a little bit and involving think. a pass catching running back. So I still really like James Cook's opportunity. Of course, that is a team that we want to invest in really any way we can get it. James Cook's a pretty cheap way to get, uh, yeah. get that exposure to the Buffalo bills offense. 
I think now it starts to get a little foggier. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I probably jumped uh, jumped the gun a little bit. Cook's pretty safe at the RB3 spot, despite some good play from uh, from some of these others. But this is where it really gets questionable. Right now, the RB4, according to DLF Dynasty rookie rankings, is Rashad White. We mentioned him yesterday as a week one dynasty faller. I look at some of these other names on the list, and I, I don't know that I'm going to be able to keep White at four. What about you, Matt? I think he's six at best for me. The, the next two names we're going to talk about are higher on the list. White has never really been for me. We did talk about him yesterday, and, and one thing I mentioned was I don't trust a rookie receiver to gain Brady's trust, or a rookie running back to gain Brady's trust. And by the time he does, I don't think Brady will be there. So that doesn't leave you much of a window. And uh, there you have it. Uh, the, these couple other guys behind him, I would definitely prefer and kind of always have. Uh, the next guy on that list is a player who uh, seems to be showing up on on the Roto World blurbs quite a bit. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad we can say I'm glad we can say Roto World again. By the way. <laughs> it does feel better, doesn't it? Yeah. The, the name change uh, feels good, or going back to the old name, uh, Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce of the Houston Texans. Uh, this kind of felt inevitable that he would uh, ultimately lead that backfield. I'm, I'm glad it seems to be happening early. We've got Marlon Mack there. We've got Rex Burkhead there. Um, we know what those guys are, and, and they both have had their success in the NFL over the years. But uh, this, this feels like a spot that Damian Pierce could really thrive this season, and, and maybe he's, he's this year's version uh, of a guy like Elijah Mitchell. Mm, good call. Yeah, I mean, I think that offense is better than people think. I don't think it's terrible. I think their O-line is better than people think. I like Pierce a ton as a player. I own a ton of his stock, and I love that he's grabbing the headlines already. I could see, I mean, this is looking too far ahead for the running back world because you got to live for today for running backs. But maybe Houston ends up drafting next year's version of James Cook, you know, as a compliment, and, you know, we don't love seeing that. You know, somebody that's a little different than him, but... All in all, I mean, all, all systems go for Pierce. Uh, he's my he's my four. Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned Elijah Mitchell there not only as a a later uh, round pick who could make an impact, but also because uh, neither are going to uh, really have a have a large uh, presence as a pass catcher, for uh, Pierce and Mitchell. So that that would make some sense if Pierce impresses that they add. Uh, another back who could catch the ball as well. So you're you're moving Pierce ahead of Rashad White. I yeah. think I agree with you there. Next on the list is Zamir White, of course, uh, because the Raiders played in the Hall of Fame game. We've seen uh, we've seen Zamir White twice. I thought he looked really good in the uh, in that Hall of Fame game. Didn't get quite as much action this past weekend. Five carries, thirteen yards. Uh, they they played a ton of different running backs uh, in that game against Minnesota. So again, don't want to read too much into this, uh, but I'm I'm kind of liking Zamir White early this preseason. I have too, and I wish their O line was better. I think it's a chance to be the, maybe the worst O line in the league, but I think the offense will be good. Um, I really don't think Jacob stands in his way for long. You know that this will be the Raiders' leading rusher next year at the latest. I have Zamir over Rashad. 
Yeah, I like that call uh, as far as uh, how the Raiders are going to use Zamir White. Another player that is not going to catch too many balls. Uh, so there's there's maybe some limited upside there, mm-hmm. at least from a PPR standpoint. Uh, I think I'm good with moving him ahead of Rashad White as well, although that's pretty close for me. Okay. So we've got Brees Hall at one, Kenneth Walker at two, James Cook at three. Those are pretty easy calls. Damian Pierce. We're moving Pierce up to the RB4 spot. I'll go with you, Zamir White at five. That leaves Rashad White at six for now. We've got some more guys to talk about, though, and we'll do that right after this. Hey, everyone. BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and all your sports information. Find all the latest developments, league reviews and news, including this year's NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, so much more. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Uh, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, golf, everything. Uh, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make Locked On Fantasy Football your second listen. Find the intellectual fantasy expert, Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy football draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. We are talking rookie rankings today. We're adjusting and updating those after one week of preseason. Not making any drastic moves here, but uh, flip-flopping a few players who have impressed or not so much. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the quarterbacks in the first segment. Go back and check that out if you missed it somehow. Uh, running backs are our current topic. Breesaw, Kenneth Walker, James Cook locked in as the top three. Damian Pierce and Zamir White move up one spot each. That leaves Rashad White as a faller. We talked about that yesterday. The next guy on the list is currently the RB7, according to DLF Rookie Rankings. That's Isaiah Spiller. We mentioned him as a rookie faller yesterday as well. Um, I think at this point I'd rather have Spiller than Rashad White. Matt, what about you? Yeah, I think that's close. I mean, the other ones were not close with me with Rashad. I preferred Zamir and Pierce over him easily. I think these next two names, both of whom we referenced yesterday, you know, Isaiah Spiller, Brian Robinson, we had a big Gibson conversation. I think I would take probably both those guys over Rashad, but I think those three are a tier for me. Uh, I mostly agree in that I would take Spiller and Brian Robinson over Rashad White, but I'm I'm a big believer in Brian Robinson. I've had him ranked as a top 15 rookie, basically making him an early second-round rookie pick mm. uh, since he was drafted by Washington, honestly. Uh, I, I've been lucky enough to get him in the early third round. I didn't have to draft him in the early second round. I've gotten him in the early third round multiple times. I love that. I love that value, and as I said yesterday, I think he should have essentially the same value as Antonio Gibson does right now. That means I think Robinson should move up, Gibson should move down. I'm taking Robinson 
ahead of all of these guys except for the top three. So in, in my personal oh, wow. list, I'm, I'm putting Robinson. Yeah, I'm putting Robinson as the RB4 in this rookie class. Wow. I understand it. I mean, yeah. I almost asked you what's really different between him and Pierce. I mean, I like Pierce a little better, but Washington's a little better than Houston, you know, so. Well, I, the competition is the difference yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we talked to Pierce is Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead and Robinson is, is battling J.D. McKissick and and uh, and Gibson, of course. So, right. uh, I mean, I think we're going to see lower volume. We're going to see probably more of a specialist role early on with that short yardage back. But I do believe in the talent of Pierce. And I think he's uh, the talent of Robinson. I think he's close with Pierce. But I I would prefer I would prefer Robinson at this point. Uh, you don't have to go there with me, but uh, it sounds like you're at least good with pushing. Robinson ahead of Rashad White. Is that fair? Yeah, and I think I'll put him over Spiller, but not over Zamir or Damian Pierce. Uh, makes sense. I'm I'm okay with that. Okay, I won't, I won't okay. fight you on that one. Yeah, yeah, you make a good case, so. Last two guys on this list. Again, we're looking at the top 10 rookie running backs from Dynasty League football currently. Tyler Algier is the RB9. Ty Davis-Price, the RB10. Neither of those guys, honestly, have looked uh, very strong so far, but... No. There's some other running backs further down this list who have kind of impressed. Uh, RB12 is Jerome Ford. RB17 is Isaiah Pacheco, uh, of course, who's been a big story out of Kansas City. Uh, How high can we push Pacheco up this list? I don't know that I'm it on him. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. I mean, he's okay. I, I, I get the situation, and Jones is out of the way, and we talked about him yesterday a little bit. I just have a hard time believing Andy Reid's just going to be happy with what they have if you can go get somebody else. And that's just total speculation by me. But, um, I mean, I, I guess I need to – see more of Pacheco to give him the benefit of the doubt. I, I have read good things and I've seen a little, but I'm not blown away by the guy. Okay. Okay. That's fair. So we've got two running backs for these last two spots. Algier and Davis price are currently there. As I said, uh, Ford and Pacheco, I think are the other two worth mentioning. Uh, I, I'm putting Pacheco. Oh, tell me, tell me who is it? He's a stealer. Oh, okay. We we were texting about this guy <laughs> last night. I don't want to tell anybody yet because I haven't been able to pick him up in any of my leagues. Jalen Warren, I am convinced, will be Najee's direct handcuff. So is is that enough to he to push great. him to push him up this list? And and to be fair, we're talking again: Algier, Davis, Price, uh, Jerome Ford, and Pacheco, along with now Jalen Warren. I think Algier is the only guy you look at from that group and and see a a, a pretty clear path to mm-hmm. a, a starting job. Of course, there's there's some competition there in Atlanta for sure, but uh, I, I don't think we're assuming Davis Price overtakes Mitchell. Maybe Pacheco and and Ceh is is a conversation if it continues to go wrong for yeah. uh, for Clyde. Ford is, is obviously not jumping ahead of Nick Chubb, and, and and Warren is obviously not jumping ahead of Najee Harris. So he, do, he does seem to fit into that tier, though. Uh, yeah, and that I, I would want get people us, to know the name. Yeah. Right, that would get us uh, to 13 total running backs here in this conversation. 
Real quick note on on Algier and Davis Price. I, I I never trust nine or running backs to stay healthy. I mean Mostert and Mitchell. They're these smaller guys that just run eight thousand miles an hour in a straight line, and they eventually break down. So I think Davis Price by week six, eight, twelve, whatever might have a stretch where he's the man. Um, I kind of like Algier, and I see what they're doing there. I mean, he's the Michelob Ultra Ultra version of Derrick Henry, but they want a big power back. But I think Algier only has value if his team's winning, and I don't think his team's ever going to be winning. Well, let's do it this way to wrap up the conversation today. I'm going to say these five names one more time. You get to pick two of them to put on your dynasty roster. Tyler Algier, Ty Davis-Price, Jerome Ford, Isaiah Pacheco, and Jalen Warren. Which two are you taking? Davis-Price, Pacheco. Okay, that's that. Those are my two as well. Okay, I thought you might go with Warren. I didn't I want to be the super homer. That's right. all right. That's all right. <laughs> Pacheco and Davis Price are my guys as well. That rounds out our top ten. Uh, we've got Rashad White, just like we said yesterday, as a major faller mm-hmm. uh, with Damian Pierce, Zamir White, Brian Robinson, all moving up and taking advantage of that fall based on what we've seen from those guys so far. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.